Hello and welcome to We Nerd in Peace. I'm Ellie. And I'm Josh. And in these podcasts we will be talking everything nerd culture. Ranging from books, TV shows, films, movies, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So we thought we'd start off our episodes with talking a bit of news. Um, So I'll start off. Uh, My piece of news is James Gunn's Suicide Squad will begin production in September. According to Deadline, Gunn is hoping to start production in Atlanta in September. This would give the film just under two years to complete. Uh, Gunn did complete each Guardian film in roughly a year, so this gives him plenty of time. Um, but this is just coming after reports of Will Smith not returning to play Deadshot. I'm sorry, what now? Yeah, he's not returning. He's done. I don't know why I haven't really looked into it, but Oh, he's because done. he'd be rather prancing about as a genie, obviously. <laughs> yeah, probably. Disney's paying him more than DC. <laughs> Blimey. No, I didn't realise that. <sighs> yeah, so how how do you feel about one... Well, firstly, I'm in a state of shock, obviously, because... <laughs> What it, Will Smith was probably one of the uh, most redeemable things about Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, we will be talking about that later. But uh, yeah, he is probably one of the best aspects of that film. I don't know who the hell they're going to recast. Do you reckon they're going to try and recast or just right have now. a different villain? Yeah. I don't know. I, the smart Because if you were to recast... Who would you try and pick? And would you address that, or would you just? I feel like it'd be too difficult. The Suicide Squad has a huge. Um, I mean, who would you get? Chris Rock? <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. But um, the Suicide Squad has a huge uh, list of characters anyway that interchange. So you could just put um, another person in there, um, which I feel like would be the smart and easiest option for them. But the second question is, how do you reckon uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad is going to do? I mean, he did really well with the Guardian films. Um, So how do you reckon? Because we are going to be talking about Suicide Squad later. Um, It did get ripped to shreds by critics. Um, So how do you reckon the second one's going to fare? Well, they've got a lot lot to make up for, haven't they? Um, It's tough. Because James DeGunn, I feel like it's... We haven't seen a DC film that's been sort of comical as yeah. as like the Guardians films. It'll be interesting to see how he adapts his take on a DC material. Yeah, he has done dark stuff before. Is it the Balco Experiment, I think? Which is a horror film. Um, I don't know if that's him, actually. But he has done darker stuff, but you're right, he has got more of the comedy side to him. Um, I would say I've got high hopes for this. I hope he kind of turns it around because I know how well he does with this stuff. Um, But we're just going to have to see. Unless they bring more Joker in. I have a feeling they're not going to even touch the Joker. I'd hope not. They probably wouldn't even want Jared Leto back, would they? No. I don't think he'd come back after all of this backlash. Because wasn't he supposed to be in the Harley movie or the Birds of Prey movie and he's just not in it anymore? So, we'll we'll see. But that is my news. Josh, what news have you brought forward to us today? Alright, so a big news in gaming that came out quite recently is that 
Nintendo Game Freak have revealed the new titles, or the new names for their Pokemon games. And they've been called Pokemon Sword and Shield. Now this is quite a turn for the Pokemon titles really, because there used to be, well, just colours and gemstones and then Sun and Moon was a bit of a outlier in that one. Mm. Um, disregarding Pokemon, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting that they've moved to uh, objects and, well, weapons as well, because, I don't know, it's a, that's quite a violent thing yeah. to call a game intended for, well, three plus, yeah. really. Pokemon's quite a cutesy sort of game, even though it's kind of like animal fighting in a way. It's still really cutesy. Well, yeah, if you get into the nitty and gritty <laughs> of it, it is a really messed up, yeah. <laughs> messed up world. But... Um, no, one of the reasons I think they've probably called it Sword and Shield is because the um, new region that they've called Gala, it looks very European-esque and very... Yeah, it does. Like it's based from the UK. Like there's one part of the map, which and in the trailer you see, it pretty much looks like you're walking around London. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the countryside, and then you've got mountains up top, like the Scotland sort of area. When are these being released? Do we know yet? We do. Late 2019. Late, so... Now, the Pokemon games normally come out about November in ready time. Or early December, ready for Christmas. Right. The holiday season. Good marketing. But the starters have been revealed. So, of course, with each Pokemon game, you can have a fire type, water type, and grass type. So the fire type this time is a fire bunny, and it's called Score Bunny. I'm not a fan of the name. But it's very energetic. It looks like a Duracell bunny. It does. To be honest. A red Duracell bunny. Red yeah. and white. And a bit of orange, like a flame. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got a water type Pokemon, which looks like a lizard. Yeah. He, like, comes out of a fountain. And he kind of looks like, for anyone that's played uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, uh, they look like the um, round water creatures that pop up out of the sea and shoot you with rocks every. Every other minute when you're on the boat. I have no idea. I haven't played that game. I don't play Pokemon either, so this is... This is not wasted. (laughs) No. (laughs) Hopefully someone out there will enjoy this. And then finally, we have the grass type, which is a really cute little monkey called Grookey. That's probably my... Did I say the water type name? No, you didn't. (laughs) Okay, so quickly going back, the water type Pokemon was called Sobble. Sobble. It doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound appealing at all, does Sobble. it? Sobble. It, sound, it sounds like a name for when you're drunk or something. Oh, he was absolutely sobbled last night. <laughs> doesn't sound great. So, moving on to the grass type. So, we've already said that it's a monkey yep. called Grookey. That's probably my favourite name out of the three, Grookey. He Just looks sounds the more best. Satisfying. Yeah, he yeah. looks the best too. Now, Pokemon game, I'm always a bit wary of when they first reveal the starters because by the end evolution they look completely different and one yeah. that looks cool in the first stage can look completely ridiculous by the time they are fully evolved. So I'm going to hold off before I say which one I'd go for. But at the moment I'm leaning more towards Grookey. And I guess score Bunny as a second. Because I do like fire. Fire is my main, normally. What game are you going to get? Are you going to get Sword or Shield? Is there a difference? <laughs> now, with all Pokemon games, 
the the same game, but they've uh, different ones have different, slightly different Pokemon in them. Right. So okay. it's sort of like a cheap sort of marketing ploy where you've got to buy both, both in order to complete to the Pokedex. So I'll again, I'd have to hold off until they reveal which Pokemon are version exclusive, and then I'll probably decide. Fair. But based on the design, like the logos that they release for each, I'd go a little more towards Sword at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. Is that all um, our news? Well, the trailers revealed that, unlike Pokemon Go, they've gone back to random encounters. So you no longer see wild Pokemon on the screen with you when you walk about. It's just when you're walking tall grass, just it's gone back oh, to okay. random. It could be any Pokemon. When you wild Pokemon appears, you're actually gone back to battling. Oh. Cool. So it's no longer the Pokemon Go mechanics of just throwing, of just throwing Pokeballs at them and praying to God that it catches. Yeah. And I think that rounds up our news. We're going to dive into our trailer section. Now, in this section, we're going to watch a trailer that has been released this week and give you our initial thoughts and feelings about it. And this week's trailer is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Now, I think this got released either last night or this morning, so it's quite fresh. Uh, We both watched it together. I'm going to start off by saying I don't have much hope for this. Um... I didn't watch, well, I don't think any, both of us have watched Apocalypse, um, but I've heard it's really bad, and I kind of lost it a bit with Days of Future Past, um, so I don't have much hope for this movie. It looks dark, it looks like it, they, I feel like they're trying to rush things, kind of like DC as well, trying to rush to catch up with Marvel a little bit, and I don't feel like we've spent, we spent. We spent, we've spent even enough time uh, with Jean to care that she's having this struggle or to care that she's becoming this dark phoenix. I don't care anyway. Was she in Apocalypse then? I think so, yeah. That was her okay, first Okay, well that movie. would ex- explain why we should care then. Because we've not, without seeing Apocalypse, we have no idea when she comes yeah, into I- this new timeline but i don't feel like of x-men i don't think she was in it enough either i mean x-men 3 didn't give the dark phoenix um storyline um a good enough story in that film didn't do it justice um but at least with that gene we had seen her over the three movies we'd spent more time with her so we cared a little bit more when spoiler alert uh, Wolverine did kill her. Um, we felt a little bit more sorry for her, where I feel I just won't feel anything for this. We haven't spent enough time with her. Well, my first reaction was to it, what the hell is going on? I don't understand yeah. any of this. It's a lot of quick cuts, again, sort of jumbled, isn't it? Well, that's fine because it's a trailer, but again, it does the usual modern trailer thing and it's pretty much told us the whole story. Yeah. Yeah, we go to try and help her. Obviously, she's struggling with her powers. Someone else shows her, oh, you can be this powerful if you give in to these urges. And then she goes all batshit crazy and then tries to kill everyone by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, I have noted down there's a scene at the end of this trailer. Um, all the X-Men are in a train and it 
presume it's her coming to get them. Yeah, rescuing them at yeah, some point. They get, all get captured, the main. Yeah, lot. but the train goes off the rails and kind of scoots around. And it well, really it reminded me, yeah. yeah, it reminded me of the scene from uh, Solo, a Star Wars story in that trailer on the train. Why is everyone in trains? I mean, <laughs> I haven't seen a Solo I story. I like trains. <laughs> I haven't seen a Solo story to comment, but it just sparked that memory in me. I just didn't understand it. No, I, d- like, I don't have high hopes. But one good thing about it is that I appreciate Deadpool's jokes and references a bit more now. Yeah. <laughs> because really we have no idea what's going on. Like, And every time I keep thinking like, Where's Hugh Jackman? Where's Wolverine? Yeah. It feels weird watching X-Men in the, all their uniform and everything and then not seeing Wolverine. Mm. The timelines are so messed up. It's weird because they did X-Men 1, 2, 3, yeah. which was all fine. Yeah. Uh, third one was a bit meh. But it was it was fine. We understood yeah. what was happening. And then they did X-Men, or the spin-off, X-Men Origins Wolverine, which was set before oh, really X-Men bad. 1. Yeah, it ha- yeah, it was the only good ex. Uh, the only good Wolverine film is Logan. Yeah, <laughs> but still, that was set before, so the timeline is still fine. And then we had that other X Men. I think it was called the Wolverine, where he goes to Japan. Yeah, which wasn't wasn't too bad. That was an okay film. And then they brought out for First Class, and then which that was, kind was of a okay. Pre-roll. That was fine. It was still set. There might have been a few few differences, a few issues about that, but it still made sense in the timeline. And then the point where it started going all tits up was... Days of Future Days Past. Days of Future Past. And they haven't tried to explain or rework the timeline. It's, yeah, I just don't get it. And to be fair, I think this is probably going to be the last one from Fox before Disney take oh, over. Yeah, I hope so. They need to just leave X-Men alone for like Marvel five, ten years. It leave it to settle, reboot the whole franchise yeah. in about, what, 2020? Yeah, Marvel. No, not 2020, that's like next year, isn't it? That's next year. 2025, God. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, I think Marvel need their characters back now because, I mean, look what they did with Spider-Man. Sony messed up big time and then Marvel got Spider-Man back and it's a great film. So, but yeah, that's our thoughts and opinions on that trailer. So, we're going to go and move on to the main part of this show, where we will review a movie or a TV show or a game or a book or something like that. And today we decided to do Suicide Squad. Um, This is obviously from 2016. It has a PG-13 rating and the Rotten Tomato scores for critics is 27% and audiences is a 60%. So it's got quite uh, a split. That's a big gap. Yeah, it? yeah, it is. I would have thought the audience would have been lower considering how much people shit on this movie. Um, so critics was 20, what again? 27. 27. Ooh. And the audience is a 60. It's a big difference. Um, it's a f- I see... I understand that. I'd probably agree with that because it is a fun film. At the end of the day, it's it's a a fun film to switch off and not care about. Yeah, there's a lot of flaws, which I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) However, to anyone who likes comic books or is familiar with... It's a big slap in the face. Any other Marvel film, DC film. Or just films. Just be... Well, 
I guess. They'll just be disappointed. And yeah. Yeah. So a quick overview of the film. Uh, Suicide Squad is about a secret government agency led by Amanda Waller, who is played by Viola Davis, who... I love Viola Davis. She's an amazing actress. Um, but she recruits imprisoned supervillains to go on dangerous black ops missions, basically. Um, so the start of this film is a very heavily edited, quick smash of introducing the characters, which is quite confusing um, to start off with. I think like Deadpool and Harley get like the most out of this film than anyone um, I think they get introduced like twice in that scene. It's just a lot. It's very quick. And I remember being sat in the cinema going, oh dear, this is not going to be good just because of that quick edited beginning. It was a lot and I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, I agree. We could have needed a lot more time with the rest, well, the rest of the characters really. Yeah, because mm. I think Deadpool and Harley Quinn, though, not Deadpool. Deadshot. Deadshot, yeah. Deadshot <laughs> and Harley Quinn, they were fine. Like, you got enough info, you got everything that you needed to know, and they were sort of like the bigger two mm. characters, more well-known characters of the group. Whereas when you come to other characters, like... I have got a list of some of the other characters that we'll go through in a minute. Um, I must say, this is set after Batman v Superman. I should say, spoilers from the offset. I'm not even going to try and hide spoilers in this. Um, at the end of Batman v Superman, I haven't seen it, but I know that Superman is dead. And Amanda Waller is saying, well, what if a Superman-like person comes and he's not so nice? So that's why she's putting this task force together. But really, would any of them kill Superman? I don't think so. <laughs> Short answer, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> So this is basically why she's putting this team together. Um, I have got a list of the... Oh, a short sort of list. I didn't go through everyone. Obviously, Will Smith plays Deadshot. I think he does a pretty good job at Deadshot, which is why I think we're both very disappointed he's not coming back for the second. He did do a pretty good job. Um, I concur. Yeah. Uh, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Um, Harley Quinn is one of my all-time favourite comic book characters. I absolutely love her. And I think Margot Robbie does her justice. She does a pretty good job at this. Yeah, she got it down to a T, I think. Yeah, she did a really good job. Um, I would like, in some moments, maybe to, for her to seem a little bit crazier. She did seem a bit more put together than her comic book counterpart. Um, but that's just a very picky... Um, Harley Quinn fan reaction. Uh, we have Joel Kenningman, Kenningman as Rick Flag, who I think is one of the most pointless characters. Oh, blah. how bland can you get? I yeah. mean, come on, blah blah blah. I'm a soldier. Yeah, big whoop. Yeah. Move on. He's he's just so boring. It was <laughs> performance was just the same. He was in the same mood throughout yeah. the whole film. Not. Not a lot of range at all. No, even when he will get to it, but he kind of has a redemption moment in the bar. You just don't care. He doesn't change. He's just the same monotone voice, and I just don't care that he's meant to have had this redeeming moment. Yeah, I don't know whether that's the act, how the character was written or whether that was just 
the actor on a bad day but either way it's it's bad um obviously i just already said viola davis is amanda waller in this um i love viola davis but i don't think this character really went anywhere i don't remember her being that intimidating or scary no. either. i was I was expecting that character to be a lot more intimidating. Yeah, there's... Just hoping for it to be. Yeah, there's moments in this where you're like, well, they would have just killed you or they would have just... They wouldn't have come to help at all. If the <laughs> We'll get into it later. But anyway, um, we have Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang. And I think this might be his best performance he has ever done in a film. Well, I would agree with that, but I haven't really seen any other... Not to my knowledge, I haven't seen any of his other performances. Terminator so. Genesis. He is um, Kyle Reese. Is it Kyle Reese? Yeah, Kyle Reese. The guy who gets sent back in time. Okay. John Connor's dad. Yeah, exactly. He's so forgettable in like anything he's done. But he's actually pretty good Yeah, he was this. great in this with his little pink pony, unicorn pony. Uni- unicorn? I don't know. He had something. He had a cool soft <laughs> toy anyway. <laughs> he had a couple of good moments, but again, these characters weren't very well developed. They weren't fleshed out enough. No, we have... However, I didn't quite really mind that about Boomerang, because... I feel like Boomerang needed more Boomerangs. I think that there was like three moments in the entire film that he threw a Boomerang. What is the point? Have some trick boomerangs, you know, that I think he has one that he throws that um, it's got a camera and they're looking around a corner. But that's like the only trick boomerang he has. Have some like exploding ones or I don't know, something more. I needed more from him because it was his only good performance. I just needed a bit more from him. Our villain of the peas is Cara Delevingne, who's Enchantress slash June Moon. Can we just take June a minute? Yeah. June Moon is like the dumbest name in history. June Moon. Um, June Moon is not actually the bad guy. She just gets taken over by Enchantress. But again, I don't feel a threat from Enchantress. She's not a fully developed villain she's kind of flimsy and yeah i'm just not buying it at all yeah i wasn't impressed by the performance or no felt scared by it no i don't think cara delavine is a very good actress anyway when we watched she's in paper paper towns oh yes yeah she's just Mm. not a great actress she's a brilliant model just leave it at that. So she's good to look at. She's good that's looking. <laughs> yeah, that's why she's probably getting these roles. But stop casting her because she's not a great actress. And probably the biggest, most devices. Devices? Device. I can't speak. Well, that's handy. <laughs> um, the biggest controversial yeah, cast member uh, is Jared Leto as the Joker. Oh, well, well, well. Yes. I think you either needed to not have him. I think Marmite. You either love him or you hate him. Yeah. I think you either needed to not have him in this movie or more of him in the movie. His scenes were just few and far between and a bit meh. You couldn't not have him. Maybe have him in, in the like... the movie, though, because he was he's pretty much the backstory to Harley. Oh, I get that, but... 
show him in a scene like we saw Batman in a just a scene when he's capturing Harley or when he captures Rick not Rick Deadshot <laughs> or like the Flash was in a quick cameo when he's capturing Boomerang just have him in a quick scene like that and be done don't try and work him into the the script because it clearly didn't work for him I'm just trying to picture the film without a minute though that much I could. I've read um, a couple Suicide Squad comics and he's very rarely mentioned. I don't want to get too into it to spoil the comics for people, but he's not hes not physically in it at all. So you could have done it. Well, what do we think of his performance then? What do you think of his Joker? He's a bit hammy, I feel, in places. Um, others, I totally believe what he's doing and, and others, I completely don't. He seems too in love with in he yeah he seems too in love with Harley in this where his actual character he's not that bothered the Joker's not that bothered about Harley most of the time I don't feel like he'd um, spend his time trying to rescue her he would have just let her get herself out of it yeah. yeah I see where you're coming from but yeah Harley is more in love. Or should be more in love with the Joker yeah. than the Joker is with Harley. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we've said that Deadshot and Harley are the only two characters that are seemingly done really well in this film. Yeah. So I would have liked to have them explored the rest of them in as much detail. Like we've got Katana. Yeah, I haven't even mentioned her or um, Al Diablo or Slipknot. Oh, Al Diablo. Oh, he, was kind of, he was kind of fleshed out enough for me, Al Diablo. Yeah. You sort of got the gist and you got his motive and his reasoning behind not wanting to use his powers and then... Yeah. His So you got you got that journey. Yeah. To be honest, I forgot that's about true. him. <laughs> but see, that's the point. We shouldn't be forgetting about these characters. Maybe it is because they crammed it all yeah. into you think one of, small two-hour movie. Yeah, you think of Avengers or even the Justice League and you can name all the people in that movie. You can't name all the Suicide Squad in this. And that is a big downfall. I would have loved to have seen more of Katana. Like, see, more of the... Um, well, it was her husband, wasn't it, who got yeah who got killed? And then yeah, I needed to see more of her sword powers because there's a point in the trailer where you see the sword sucking in the soul. Oh yeah, what did it that do in the in whole the movie? movie? Yeah, yeah, I needed to see that, but we just didn't get it. The action scenes are a very typical DCU action scenes, dark, dark, dark and guns, CGI. Blood. Yeah, dark CGI villains that I just don't care about give me a little bit more i must say um when the trailer was released for this to it was the trailer with bohemian rhapsody in it i was so excited it seemed like such a good trailer it what well, it was a good trailer well, trailer is better than the film yeah. isn't it uh, I, th- I think dc might have known when the trailer got released that they fucked up because the trailer is so... People loved that trailer. Like, with the bullets showering down in time with the music and stuff. It's so well done. Um, but the movie just let everyone down. It couldn't live up to the trailer hype. The editing as well, for me, is just very quick and jarring, like I mentioned at the beginning. Um, there is a point at the end, well, nearing the end, where the Suicide Squad are 
face to face with Enchantress and she's kind of showing them their dreams. Mm. <laughs> Deadshot is of killing Batman. Now, Deadshot has been set up to love his daughter and want everything for his daughter, and that's the reason why he's doing it. So surely shouldn't his dream be getting his daughter into college and her having a happy life? No, it's killing Batman. Like, really? Maybe he's just got that much hatred and blame set on Batman that he's that's his way of then achieving but no i understand where you're coming from that that should be his main goal it's is to have a happy family because that's what we've been getting from him throughout the whole film is that he's doing it for his daughter so yeah. he can have some leverage to get to see his daughter i feel the whole enchantress heart thing is stupid as well like you know if you're amanda waller you know she's a loose cannon the enchantress you would have just killed her really wouldn't you and then it doesn't work when she's stabbing the heart. Do you even remember any of this? Not a lot, no. No, exactly. We should remember. Like, you talked to me about Avengers and I could tell you each scene by detail. This, I just don't care. But there's when Enchantress goes rogue and takes the statue of her brother to bring him back, uh, Amanda's stabbing the heart to kill her and it just doesn't work and we never get an explanation as to why that doesn't work. I just don't understand. Plot holes. Yeah, right? It's just bad. Um, The bar scene as well. All of them in the bar, they're trying to have this moment of redemption for all of them, I feel. And it's just really weird and jarring. I don't feel anyone deserves the redemption. Is it redemption? Well, Rick Flagg's trying to get redemption. He doesn't get it. There is a good... Because they all go to the bar because they're like, well, we're not going to win this. Like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, that's true. I can't trust these guys to uphold their bar again. I feel like a lot was cut out of that scene. And I don't feel... I know a lot was cut out of that scene because the speech and the jokes and stuff were cut out that would have probably made that scene better, but... It just wasn't there. There is a fun point in that scene where uh, Rick smashes the his phone on the counter and says, oh, I'm not deploying any of your bombs. And Boomerang leaves. He just goes. He's like, okay, bye. And I really... See, this film has moments like that, just not enough of them. Um, but he comes back like... 10 seconds later when they're walking down the street with no explanation as to why he would come back because I don't feel like that character would come back I think he mm, I don't know I, f- I don't mind him coming back because I think we saw throughout to this point that he had the uh, inner conflict between himself of whether to be he's sort of a grey area I wouldn't, he's like neither a hero or a villain I would put him in like a, a sort of grey box that's true but just put in a scene of him like finishing a beer and going, oh, fuck it then. And then <laughs> and join throw, in. And throw his candle. Yeah, just put in a, a tiny scene like that and we would have been like, okay, there we go. But he just comes. He just appears. And I'm talking to his unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Should I go? <laughs> yeah, just put a little something like that in. We were talking about obviously useless characters. Killer Croc is the most useless character in this film. He does nothing until the end where he goes in the little sewer. 
he does that weird run down the stairs. Oh, wait, I'm a crocodile. I can swim. Yeah. That's literally... I heard um, they said that it was meant to be um, King... Is it King Shark? Something Shark? The, the huge shark. Um, but obviously it would have had to been a whole CGI character and they didn't want to do that. So they did Killer Croc, which was uh, part CGI, part practical effects. Yeah, I thought he looked all right. Yeah, he looked good. He was just pointless. All, all of the costumes, I think, were all right. The costumes were good. I feel like the girls are all, like, just sex objects in this. Like, why did Harley Quinn have to have, like, a cut top and tiny little shorts? And why was Enchantress, like, in a bra and then just a tiny little skirty thing? Yeah. As it's opposed just... to Harley Quinn having a full bodysuit that she has Which when she, she first picks a- up. When she first appeared in the animated series. Yeah, she picks it up out of that trunk. And I guess it's a, oh, wink, wink, nug, nug sort of moment. Yeah, this is where I came from. This is what I used to yeah, wear. Yeah, maybe not, you don't have to have her in a costume like that, but put a sort of spin on it. What? Yeah. I mean, Dead Shot has full-on armour, which is practical for him. Surely Harley should have a little bit more practicality in her get-up rather than a cut-out top and some shorts and some high heel boots. Well, now we're getting into... Uh some really risque territory, That's aren't we? True. <laughs> Which would uh, this would make this podcast go on for hours if we yes. went into most comic female comic book characters and just or heroes and villains have I been very know. much. I mean, look at uh, Black Widow. She yeah, she has a skin tight thing on, but it's practical for her. It's all she doesn't have like high heel boots on. She's got things attached to her. Wonder Woman, it's kind of all practical for her. I just don't see any practicality in. Is it? Wonder Woman shows a lot of skin. There's a lot of weak yeah, points that you could just. But because of her gauntlets and stuff, and I feel like that's practical for her. I don't think it's practical for Harley. That's just my opinion. Um, another really pointless character, Slipknot. It's basically just the guy to show them that the bombs are working in their head. And everyone knew he was going to die at the beginning. Well, yeah, I knew straight away. But he, he <laughs> That's because we, um, we've watched that um, Assault on Arkham. Yeah, which but I think is a much better thing to go watch. Yeah, if you want a good Suicide Squad story. Sort of story, yeah. Watch, watch the DC original animated Assault on Arkham. It's so much better, but he wasn't in much of the press tour. He wasn't in the poster sort of thing. So even if you hadn't known anything about Suicide Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, Squad, you would have known he was the first to go. And I said at the beginning, this has a PG thirteen rating. Do you think this movie would have been better with an R rating? Why didn't they release the R rated for a Blu-ray? Was that? Was it an R rating or was it just extended? Um, I might have just been extended. I think it was just extended. Was it I've Deadpool that was R rated? Deadpool's R rated, yeah. Um, but I feel like this film would have done better from an R rating. Yeah, it'd probably give them a, a, that extra leeway, extra bit of freedom to explore the darker. Because the Suicide Squad comics are really gory when you read them so i mean i i know comic book movies are sort of getting there with like logan and deadpool and um but i feel like this movie probably could have benefited from that as well Uh, to me this plot feels like two eight-year-olds playing with action figures there's three helicopter crashes in this film it just feels like they've got their toys and just smashing things together and a nonsensical plot and stupid 
sort of character choices. If that's what it feels like to me. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I feel very much about this film. You do. You I do. It's like they've offended your whole family. Yeah, then. you offend Harley Quinn, you offend me, okay? She deserves better than this, and I'm hoping Birds of Prey will be better than this. Well, the DC property do deserve a lot better movies. Yeah, they do. I mean, yeah, in short, they really do. I mean, the only ones that stand out, um, which will probably, would be the Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah. I th- no, I think Wonder Woman can stand up. That's a really good film. Okay, good point. I always forget about Wonder Woman. <laughs> and I shouldn't, because that is a really good... It's like their best film. Look it what is, else of, of the new got. lot, yeah. Yes. Um, there is a point at the very end when they've defeated Enchantress and blah, 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 and... Amanda Waller comes around the corner with her iPad thing and is like, no one's going anywhere or or I'm blowing your heads off. All of them could have just shut that out of her hand or shut her and they would have been fine. They could have just walked away. Yeah, should have done. Yeah, why didn't they? They're smart enough. Who's going to stop them? Deadshot could have done it. Harley could have smashed it out of her hand with a bat. You know, Gillicrock could have come up from the sewer and just eaten her. Didn't he die? I, no, I don't think he died. Oh, that's a shame. El Diablo died. I know. El Diablo's transformation is one of the mm. coolest things in this movie. Like, the full-on demonic fire beast is so cool. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. No. That was uh, nice. It's so good. I did really enjoy that. Um, I will say I love the soundtrack to this. It's got a really good soundtrack. It does. So... Don't watch the film. Watch Assault on Arkham instead. Yeah. Or don't watch the film. Buy the CD soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> listen to the soundtrack instead. <laughs> if you instead. want to go pump me up the music, <laughs> listen to the soundtrack. And just imagine a better action seat. Well, right. imagine a better movie yeah. whilst you're listening to it. Just get your <laughs> eight-year-old son's well, daughters or nieces. Get your action views. figures. <laughs> yeah. They could come up with something better than this. Um, I have got... Oh, we'll rate the film first, I think. Uh, we have got a rating system. We're rating out of five peace signs. Um, so I'm going to let Josh go first. Hmm. Well, we can't give it very high, can we, after we've just ripped this apart? <laughs> um, well, I mean, you can. Well, I'd like to say it's, it's an okay film. Yeah. If you just want to switch your mind off, forget about everything else that's going on. Just watch it. I think you could have a reasonably fun time. So for that reason, I'll give it a two and a half peace signs out of five. I thought you were going to go higher, to be honest. But fair. Well, I was teetering on the three, but I was like, nah, 2.5. <laughs> um, I would say watch Assault on Arkham if you're going to watch a Suicide Squad. Yes. Or read the comments because um, they're a lot better. Um, I'm going to give it a 1.5 peace signs out of five because yes you can just switch off when watching this but the whole characters crew cast everybody just deserved a better film than david ar delivered yes um so i'm going to end with some fun facts about the film um each week one of us will bring fun facts to the table and the other will say if they're fun or dull i have uh I have four fun facts for you today. Four. Four. 
Can they be funner than the film? Probably. My first fun fact, which will show you how undeveloped some of these characters are. Killer Croc only has eight lines in the entire movie. How should he get paid? I have no idea. I mean, that'd, I mean, be, pretty, that'd be pretty good dollar per word, wouldn't it? Yeah, he'd had to sit for ages in that to get the Croc makeup on to say eight lines. That's true. That's probably why they didn't write him a lot of lines. Probably. So is that fun or is that dull? Uh, nah, it's an okay fact. It, it's an in-between. It was interesting. It okay. piqued my interest. Okay. The next fact is Ryan Gosling was sought out first to play the Joker. He reportedly turned it down the role because he didn't want to sign on for multiple picture deals. Huh. Can you imagine Ryan Gosling Ryan as the Gosling. Joker? <laughs> no. No, I can't no. either. <laughs> I don't think he's got it in him. No, I think it would have been as much as a train wreck as this Joker. I think he has. I didn't mind Jared Leto as the Joker. Yeah. I didn't mind the design. Some people were a bit iffy on the design with all the tattoos. Mm. And I thought overall Jared Leto's performance was pretty decent. It's okay. It was passable. I know Ryan Gosling has... If it was in a better movie... Yeah, probably. You might be able to see more flaws from his performance. But also it would... It would have passed. Yeah. It would have passed. Fair enough. Um, I know. But no, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. As yeah. What? I know he has done darker films, but I just oh, yeah. can't see him going has... that dark to no, be the Joker. No, he's completely psycho. Um, yeah. So is that a fun fact or a that's, dull? That's fact? a fun fact. I get so a you fun got one. Fact. I got one. Woo! Uh, the next, considering, I mean, this film did make bank. It did make a lot of money back uh but considering the critical response to it this film won an oscar for best makeup oh well there we go <laughs> i was like oh my god Who, like jerry Leto won it what no for best makeup oh, wow well yeah you can't really argue with that no it is good makeup but yeah because I mean, we all will agree that the costumes and the designs were this film is award-winning Oh, yeah, they're back. they can say that now. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> An award winning. Yeah. Is that a fun fact or a dull fact? That's a fun fact. Oh, I got two. Right. This last one I had to add because you'll see. Uh, Margot Robbie kept the live rat that Jared Leto sent to her and named it Rat Rat. Uh, she told E! Magazine if Harley got something from the Joker, she'd probably cherish it. And the reason I added this is because we have pet rats ourselves and I thought that was like the cutest thing she actually kept. That's amazing. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's sort of like the crossing the method acting sort of. Mm. Most people would have gone, ew, a rat. But she was like, I'm going to keep this rat. I don't ag- agree with the name. I don't think that's very good. Rat, rat. Rat, rat. You have to say it that fast. Rat, rat. Rat, rat. Well, yeah, you wouldn't want to call it Jared Leto, would you? <laughs> <laughs> the Joker. I mean, we could have called it Puddin. Puddin. Yeah, that would have been a good name. We had a rat named after Harley Quinn. His name was Harley. Yes, his. <laughs> <laughs> but is that a fun fact or a dull fact? That's a fun fact. I didn't yeah. know that. I just thought they would have discarded all yeah. the what Jared Leto went yeah, crazy she kept doing. It. That's cute. I get three out of four fun facts. Yeah. Woohoo! you got to top that next week. you got to get a full board. Full house. Well, full house. 
What if I get five facts? You still have to get a full house. Oh, that's not fair. (laughs) Well, we're going to end the show with some of our recommendations. Now, we're going to recommend one thing each uh, that we think you guys should check out. Um, Do you want me to start? Yeah, go. Okay, my recommendation for this week is the comic book Log and Key. Um, It's the first edition. Welcome to Lovecraft. I know this is a quite old comic book, but I think it should get more love. Uh, It's by Joe Hill. It's supernatural. It's dark. It's... It's quite gory, so maybe for an older reader, um, but it's a very interesting read and beautiful artwork, and I couldn't put it down, so I would definitely recommend to check that out. My turn? Yes, your turn. Mine's kind of a cheat as it's sort of three in one. Yeah. So my recommendation this week would be the Chaos Walking trilogy by Patrick Ness. Now, the reason I'm recommending this set of books is because it's being turned into a film. Now, it was originally set to release this year, but they've had to do some reshooting. Oh, that's never a good sign, though. Yeah, it's been pu- so it's pushed push back for to next year. But it's starring Spider-Man. My love of my life, Tom, Tom Holland, Holland. As the main role, he's playing the character called Todd. And then uh, Viola is played by Daisy Ridley. It's a good good cast. Good uh, British cast. Good, It is. Very British, isn't very it? Very British. I like that. Britain. And then the main villain is being played by Mads Nicholson. Yeah, the, the villain in Casino Royale, and he played the villain in Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, I know who we're talking yeah. about. And basically the premise for it is that human, humankind have moved to the, a new world, and then they realise that men and boys' thoughts can now be heard. Everything that they think can be heard. I wouldn't want to hear teenage boys thoughts that'd be very gross and disturbing Mm. so that's my recommendation for the week awesome well thanks guys for listening um we hope you enjoy you can follow us on our brand new twitter page we nerd in peace uh i think it's at At we nerd in peace one yeah (laughs) we don't know why the one is there um we should be starting up other social media pages but you can go and follow that for now um you can follow us on our own pages i'm at nicholas ellie at josh l pedley so yeah thanks for listening uh we shall be back next week with a brand new thing to review and we will see you guys next time bye bye